You're now listening to the Deep Edge Podcast with your host, technology expert Ray Moda, giving you the rundown on telecom, cloud, and all things business and tech. This is the Deep Edge Podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello. This is Ray Moda from ACG, and welcome to another edition of the Deep Edge Podcast. I'm very excited today because joining me is my dear friend Chandra Panditi. Chandra, thanks for joining the podcast today. Ray, it's a great opportunity for me to be in front of you today on the hot seat. So thank you so much. Uh, Good. You like being in the hot seat, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. it's a few times. Now, Now you recently just came back from the RSA Summit, right? Could you tell us a little bit more about what you saw there and what's happening in the industry there? Yeah, so that's a great uh, question, uh, Ray. If you look into the industry, one of the biggest observations I saw that this year, Everyone is talking zero trust security model and everyone is talking about uh, a cyber security platform. So one of the big thing if you see into the change point of view is now at least government is stepping up and saying that a zero trust security model is key for modern cyber security. So now all the vendors, whether they have anything or not, they always put a zero trust security into mm-hmm. their uh, discussion. And similarly, another observation has been about cybersecurity platforms. Nobody wants to talk about a product anymore. Everybody is talking about platforms. So that was a big observation uh, at the floor today, uh, like uh, this week. Yeah, now maybe we could talk a little bit further about that zero t- trust security, right? Because isn't that a government mandate? Or, I mean, could you explain that from a layman terms point of view? Yeah, so government came out. After all this, uh, we have uh, canolian, bre- canolian uh, pipeline breach and many others. You know, it's like there are uh, uh, hundreds of uh, ransomware attacks uh, happening every day. Uh, some come into the news, some then come into the news. And government knows about it because they are either notified or they are themselves are monitoring about those ones in there. So they came up and say, okay, look, we have to have a model where we cannot trust anything because the, a lot of time what happened is somebody has 37 gigabytes of source code stolen mm-hmm. and the blame was that credential was stolen. That's why it has happened. So if somebody has a credential, if you are not able to say that this is exactly the person who they claim to be, if you are lacking that kind of uh, capability to detect those problems, there is a serious issue. Similarly, some other companies last multiple terabyte of information which were exfiltrated from their environment and this can be huge amount of intellectual property in there and that is not being detected. All of those things are being learned from the outside when the demands are being made mm-hmm. or there are kind of like a, a bad kind of like press are coming out because somebody else saw that in there. So government had to step up and say, okay, we have to define a framework where you have to kind of think about that. You cannot trust like just the credential or you cannot trust... Uh, like uh, whatever had come through your door can be trusted. And if you look into there is nothing new in there, but it was 
good to spell something out that, hey, how you want to look at it, right. you know? Right. Yeah, no, this is great. Now, I know you're from the old router and optical days, right? But over the last seven years, you've built a tremendous amount of expertise in this whole cybersecurity platform. Could you elaborate and tell us more about what you see going on, what innovations in that space? Yeah, so uh, see, one thing, when you work into the like network side, network gives you a lot of visibility. Anything pops their head and does anything in the environment, you know about it. Right. If you had a capability to take that telemetry, whether it's a flow or you can take a rat tap, packets, you can generate a flow, you can look into the traffic in there as well. But even if you had a flows from everywhere and you had the log from the individual application services, you can have a hits and nits running on each and every device over there, whether it's a network or host. Now, what happens is that where when we started this company, as you talked about the innovation, that industry has been that, okay, there is a network security, then there is a IT security. Mm -hmm. They have never thought about that, hey, all of these things have to work together right. in a single platform. And that if you don't have a single platform, you can have multiple products, silos, they are, they are making their knowledge. So you see, there are some companies which spend hundreds of millions of dollars buying the product. They have hundreds of thousands of people running the security operation and they get breached. And then they don't even sometimes know about that they have been breached. It was informed from outside that, hey, your data is floating around. Right. Or sometimes government informed, sometimes private party informed that. And the reason is that's not that those people are not smart who are running it, but those people have been given a tool which is looking into a silo, can never be looked into the comprehensive point of view with the context and situational awareness. And that's what we brought. We brought in that, hey, as long as you can look into the whole telemetry, whether it's on-prem, cloud, network telemetry, identity, identity for user, host, application, <clears throat> services, all of those put into the single context with the situational awareness. What happened a year back or three months back, if something is happening right now, if it is relevant with that, pull it together and put the threat intelligence in there because government has been talking a lot about like a sharing of the threat intelligence. They are facilitating it, private, public, uh, partnership all being talked about. Once you put that in there, you have a much more easier way to detect the threats mm -hmm. in the early steps than kind of knowing about when the last compromise are happening in there. And one of the things I wanted to kind of mention to you, a lot of time people will talk about that, you know, attacker have to be right at only one time. Attacker has to be right at only one time and defender has to be right all the time. Right. That applies only to if you are looking at the silos. Right. If you are looking into the comprehensive cyber security, attacker may get through your door or get around your door. But whatever the attacker is going to do after that, all that government zero trust model they are talking about, in our platform, we have been doing from the day one. If the attacker got in, and if the attacker now try to emulate a user or trying to use that user credential to do certain things, which are not going to be like that user, no matter what he's trying right. to do. Right. 
and then you are detecting it that this is a compromised credential. Now it's able to do something else in there, it's trying to do the lateral movement, discovery, set up command and control. You are able to detect. So the attacker has to be right many times to get through it. If you have a right solution in the place, instead of just one time, if you have a silo, it has to be one time your credential is compromised. Now they can collect the data, go out, and you don't know about it. Right. Because you are not monitoring insight. You don't have any detection capability in insight in there. And that's why you are kind of like uh, falling behind. And now you say that they have to be right one time. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I mean, I like the idea of looking at IT and networks and putting it together to solve a problem instead of all this finger pointing out. For our audience, you said we... I want to clarify a little bit about, could you tell us about, deeper about who your company is, Sekion, you know, the innovation you've had, the market traction, and where you see going or anything you want to reveal or talk about? Yeah, uh, thanks, Ray, for asking that question. So, uh, Sekion, Sekion, we started uh, seven years back, uh, and the vision from the day one was we are creating a platform. We didn't want it to create a better version of an existing product like same Shore, UBA, and Bad, uh, mm-hmm. uh, and all that in there. And the goal was very simple, that we want to monitor everything, complete comprehensive visibility. Across anywhere you have the asset, it should not matter in there. Proactively detect the threat and automatically stop the threat into early steps and stages. So you don't have to go to the last step when ransomware is trying to encrypt your file and trying to bot to ask you for the coin and all that. You should have stopped early in the steps so you don't have to get to that point to detect it. And a lot of time it didn't get detected even if you don't have a right solution there. And from the traction point of view, we say that we have been lucky enough because our partners are driving a lot of growth. Uh, so we go through the market through the partners. We are a 100% channel-based company. We work with the MSP partner, MSSP partners, and the resellers. Uh, we have more than 6,000 customers now. And uh, those customer base, each month we will have multiple hundreds are added. And thank you to the, our partners and those customers once they see our solution, the trust they put into us. We are very thankful. And from the innovation point of view, we have been constantly working on the innovation. We have put almost 3 million hours of focused innovation in kind of delivering this product. Some of the things what we have done, because people will come and talk, oh, I have cloud security, or I have a cloud security posture, or I have a Docker and container security and all that. So as you ask about that, we had some of those capability, but we are going to give the people for dashboard to look into right. it. We'll give them some enhanced dashboard and all that so they can see how those things are being taken care of behind the scene. Because once they see five or six alerts coming out instead of 2000, they can say, hey, what is going on? Now, all of a sudden, we are able to show that, hey, all of these things we are seeing in there and how we are pulling that whole story together. So you don't have to worry about those 2,000 kind of issues in there. Look into these six or seven or two, which you have to take care of today. Right. No, this is great. I mean, this is good because I know the company for a while there. Maybe we could close with as a last question is there's a lot of discussions about IoT, right? Especially now with enterprise 5G or private wireless, this whole discussion. But 
you know, what are your thoughts about the convergence of uh, OT and MIOT going on in the market, specifically related to security? Yeah, so uh, that's a, uh, a question, you know, which a lot of people are bringing up uh, mm-hmm. these days that uh, OT, IoT, and uh, uh, medical IoT devices. Uh, traditionally, those devices have not been secured. Uh, mm-hmm. They are the security has been by creating the air gap network okay. and keeping them into separate network and all that. But those devices, people do make mistakes. They get exposed and all that in there. And sometimes getting those exposed uh, have not only uh, uh, financial risk, but it can be like uh, a life risk as well. Right. You know? So the security on that domain is uh, even more important. Uh, than the IT domain. Mm-hmm. And what is a critical for providing the security for that domain is understanding those devices, mm-hmm. their behavior. <clears throat> those devices have a very specific behavior. So mm-hmm. once you have that understanding, it is much more easier to control and much more easier to flag it if something is right. going off. So that is a something uh, I see that uh, there is a, a lot of tractions coming in. And at the end, what we saw is we have been uh, like uh, deployed into uh, many places where mm-hmm. they have segregated those into uh, uh, air gap network as mm-hmm. well. And then they have unidirectional traffic going through, you can call data direct uh, unidirectional firewall. But we see those kind of like uh, collapsing into mm-hmm. the different segment. Still, you can have a segmentation in there and segregation, but those are going to collapse. So that way, you are able to be effective into monitoring those instead of just forgetting about it. So collapse right. is coming in. Yeah. But the most important part, which you pointed out, is understanding those devices mm-hmm. and making sure, because those devices does not get updates and all that that right. frequently. So you have an environment which can be locked and controlled more effectively, even though you might have some vulnerability, you can live with that as long as you understand what that vulnerability right. is and what is the action needed if somebody tried to do that vulnerability, if you have a right set of solution in the place. Yeah. And if anybody yeah. gives that illusion that, hey, you can go and have all the vulnerability patch and you can be pretty much uh, vulnerability free and all that, that's never going to happen. But it's like even knowing your risk and how to control those risks with the policy and action associated with it will keep those safely running without impacting or having a uh, kind of a breach. Yeah, this is excellent. You just heard it from the one of the cybersecurity experts in our industry. Well, Chandra, thanks for joining another edition of the podcast. I appreciate it. Thank Hopefully you, Hopefully you'll join us again. Yeah, thanks, Ray, for our opportunity. You know, always it's a kind of honor to sit down with you. Thank yeah, you, sir. appreciate it. And, and to the audience, still, I'll include a link to the website and we'll go from there. And from that, thanks for joining again. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Deep Edge Podcast. Make sure to follow Ray Moda on Twitter and LinkedIn at Rmoda. If you enjoyed the podcast, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on iTunes. Want even more? Head over to acgcc.com to access exclusive bonus content. Till next time.